beginning. Welcome to the Grief Dreams Podcast. Thank you again for tuning in and listening to this. We're always appreciative of you guys uh, listening. Uh, it means a lot to us. And if you're new to the uh, podcast, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate uh, you taking a chance on us. And hopefully uh, you gain something from this interview and past interviews that we have. So I'm uh, the host today, Joshua Block. And I'm doing the Grief Dreams Research at Brock University. And we usually have Sean Ram on, but he's not on today. We have our guest host, Jade Carling Black. And so uh, I want to get into sort of who we have on today. So today we have on the podcast, Sky Dyer. She loves to sing. She hopes that her music touches someone for even a moment as other artists have touched her. She released her first album in 2014 called Letting Go. She has spent years touring on her own and with her father. The death of her father in 2015 changed her life immensely, not only in losing him as a father, but also losing her stage partner. She has begun to write articles for The Reset and has recently become a mom. So Sky, thank you for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. So congratulations on being a new mom. I got to say, I follow your Instagram and he's adorable. Um, he's just like, there's some babies you look at and you're like, okay. There's other babies you're like, oh, so cute. <laughs> and you got one of those thank cuties. You so much. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> and so I like my big question, because I read your sister's book a little while ago and she talked about your mom um, having a birth with no pain. Was that the case for you? Like, did that run in the family at all? My, uh, my birth was crazy because he came so early and it was very unexpected. <laughs> and I, uh, I really wanted to have a birth. You know, my mom obviously had, you know, seven like that uh, naturally and, and um, just kind of beautiful experiences for her. So I did, I took hypnobirthing classes with my husband and really tried to aim for that. And um, yeah, it was he had, I think my son had his own, you know, thoughts of coming into the world and it was three weeks early and very fast. And I didn't have an epidural because of how fast he was coming, which, which was my goal. But it was, I don't know how to describe it. I, I like to think that my dad was there because it was, we got to the hospital at 3.30 p.m. And, and my son came at 4.59. So it was very quick. I, you know, I, I like to say that it was pain-free, but that's, that wasn't the case, but I was definitely able to breathe through it. And, um, like anything you get through it. And it really was one of the, one of the most magical and special experiences that I've ever had. And, um, I still kind of look back and think, how did I do that? (laughs) But, um, yeah, I I think it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of how everything in life, you know, preparation and then, you know, kind of just letting go to the idea because I was I was actually pretty terrified about childbirth so for me it was um as you know as beautiful as experience as I could have ever imagined wow that sounds amazing and so and quick you're not lying when you say quick that's super fast it was very quick (laughs) yes it was very quick I um I was actually driving in the middle of contractions and when I got to the hospital it was I was already seven centimeters dilated so um, as you know, because you're a new mom, that's um, you're almost ready to push. So it was it was yes. very fast. <laughs> wow, that's that's yes, it was well. I'm I'm happy you had a beautiful. You know, you described the experience as beautiful. That's that's really great. So, like, can yeah, you just tell us? Oh no, I was just going to say it's it's a very lucky a lucky experience. <laughs> I, yes. I want to reiterate that it's not so common for first babies to come that quickly. <laughs> right, that's right. So describe to us just a little bit like what life has been like with baby and being a new mom. 
Uh, it is beautiful. I mean, I I have to say this, you know, brutally honest, I was nervous when I was pregnant because, you know, you spend your whole life, you know, taking care of yourself. I mean, I was always really helpful. I have seven brothers and sisters and already had 10 nephews and nieces. So I've always been helpful. I always took my nephews and nieces and, you know, for sleepovers and all of that. But, you you know, you give them back at the end of the day. <laughs> so I was quite nervous that I was you know, going to feel like I was missing out on things and, um, you know, wondering how my selfish self was going to be able to handle um, being so devoted to this tiny little person. And when he came, I think it just all changed. It just became only about him. And um, and I, I feel forever grateful that it happened like that for me because I was able to kind of be very aware of my emotions after birth because, you know, I, I read all about postpartum and, and you know, everything that can happen, and I just try to take each moment and, um, you know, as my dad always said, you change your thoughts, you know, change your life, and I kind of, in each moment, would try to find the gratefulness of having this little being rather than, I'm so tired, which is totally common, and, and that's, you know, you're, rightfully so, that's how you feel, but I tried to really um, just be in the moment, and uh, it's, I don't know, I, I, I don't know that I could have imagined it to be like this, but uh, as everyone says, it's, it's, it's indescribable to be a, a mom, and um, I'm just, I'm so grateful that it happened. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it definitely is like a learning curve and a lot of new challenges, and I always tell everybody, like, it, it's opened me up to new parts of myself that were hidden or dormant, and it's it's kind of strange because I, I find that it it's it's made me softer in many ways, and then it's made me more assertive in many ways as well. So it's kind of like you know, because you're protecting this little being and kind of you know what, you know, in your heart what you think is best and, and, and how you want to do certain things. You know, you kind of made up your mind about that. But at the same time, just emotionally, like I found that it's softened me like more, even more than I was before. So that's kind of an interesting um, and, you know, it's so hard to describe, to put into words. But, you know, I resonate with all of that. And it's it's cool that it's challenged you to, you know, change your perspective on, on life. And, and it's just another way that, you know, that you can grow. So that's really awesome. And I saw um, on your Instagram that his name is Waylon, which I think is such a cool, unique name. Can you tell us just how, how you landed on that name? Sure. And, and the way you describe being a mom is so beautiful. I, I just, I do agree with that. It makes you softer, but also assertive, like you said. So I, I definitely resonate with those words as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Waylon, Waylon was a really special name. Actually, my, my sister Serena, she is the one that gave it to us. But I, I was, I really wanted to have something with my dad, but I didn't necessarily want to name him Wayne. And we kind of, you know, kept talking it over, and she said Waylon. And to me, it was the most beautiful thing because it it has all my dad's letters because we spelled it W-A-Y-L-E-N. And then in a way, it also is a tribute to my mom because my mom has some of those same letters as well because her name is Marceline. So it was just, um, I don't know, it just as soon as she said it, we thought, that's our son. And um, we we just knew that that had to be his name. And um, it, it fits him so perfectly. And I've always not loved the name Stone, so we, you know, gave that to him as his middle name. So it's Waylon Stone, which just, it, it, I don't know, you know, when you look at a child and, and see them, I just think that, that is, that's always what his name should have been. And um, I, I love that about him, that I get to always kind of have my mom and dad remembered by, by that name. That's so cool. I love that. And I think, yes, yeah, like some 
you know, well, I think all, I think all people suit their names. Like, you know what I mean? When you meet somebody, you're like, yeah, you're a, you know, I don't know. Like you're a sky. You look like a sky. You talk like a sky, but like, you know, the, the, um, yeah, just feeling like that name is their home and then have to have, to have the sentiment of the parents and stuff is really cool. But I think choosing a child's name, it's a, it's, it's a very personal experience and it you know I like when it has more of a deeper meaning than just kind of looking in the I mean I'm not against people just looking in a baby book and kind of picking one out and going from there that's fine but I think it's really beautiful when you can incorporate some kind of memory or a little bit more of a personal touch a little bit more uh, unique I just think that's that's really cool so I really like that name yeah. I think it's awesome yeah Thank you very much. Yeah, it, it also was because I, I really only had one baby name, <laughs> and that is Lennon, and I thought I could use it for, you know, male or female, and then, you know, my dad passed away, so that kind of changed a little bit, and then the more I thought about it, I thought, you know what, I think Lennon is, is going to be my girl, and she, she, will, she will come through one day, so I thought, and it's kind of perfect that my sister gave us Waylon, because Waylon and Lennon sound really cute together. <laughs> so They really, so we'll they really that, do. If, yeah, if that manifests. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, it's interesting, because I only had, like, one name for my, like, I was like, I hope it's a girl, because I had, like, two, two or three, we had, like, two or three girl names and no boy names, which told me, you know, early on in the pregnancy, I'm like, I don't think we're having a boy, because I could, just couldn't come up with it was harder to come up with a boy name. And then we just knew like from so so early on that she was going to be River. And it was like, and people say like, don't you want to wait and see her, see what she looks like? And I'm like, no, I already know she's a River. Like I don't need to. And then, yep, you see her and you're like, yep, (laughs) that's who you are, River. (laughs) So it's just, it's easy, right? You have that knowing and it's just kind of like, it's, it's non-negotiable at that point. So I like that assurity. I feel like that's, you know, more like your intuition telling you, yes, you're going in the right direction and um, this is not going to be an ambiguous kind of battle, to, you know, to figure it out. That's beautiful. I love that name as well. <laughs> River is so pretty, especially for yeah. a little girl. Oh. And so uh, you were saying how you were you had a name picked prior to that. So were you trying to get pregnant and it just never happened? Or is that just like... As a girl, you always wanted that name. And then when you actually got pregnant, you're like, no, and you switched it because your father died. We actually, um, we had a hard time getting pregnant. So it was more, you know, I, I kind of thought my family, not for too much information, but is very fertile. I have so many brothers and sisters. Both my older brother and sister have four kids each. My sister Serena had girls 15 months apart back to back. So I had always kind of, you know, liked the name. Well, not liked. I loved the name Lennon, but we weren't. We weren't like dead set on having a baby then, but then when we started trying, I thought, oh, wait, it's been a couple months, and I know that doesn't seem like very long, but in my family, that's kind of long, <laughs> considering I, I always joke that, you know, you can touch your partner in my family and get pregnant. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I kind of just felt like it, it was it was interesting when we did get pregnant that I, I, I felt Lennon so strongly, but when we found out it was a boy, I just, I don't know, it, it just clicked that I thought... I don't I don't think his name should be Lennon and I felt so much more like it should be a name to kind of um 
honor my dad and, 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 you know, and my mom as well. So that's, that's kind of how that happened. And, and thankfully my sister, you know, Serena was one of those um, kids that had a list of, you know, 50 names since she was a child for, for a baby. So she had a lot to choose from. <laughs> and she said, how about this one? And then we just changed the spelling because most of the time Waylon is W-A-Y-L-O-N. So we changed it to E just to honor my dad in that regard. So, yeah, and, and I kind of felt like, too, my, my dad was kind of telling me, too, your, your little girl should be Lennon, so wait. So that was, I don't know, just like she said, sometimes it's a clear, a clear thing where a child is letting you know what their name should be, and, and we felt very much that his, his name should be Waylon. And, and if, if we do get a girl, that her name is Lennon. <laughs> Until something else happens where it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if, if we have another boy, I don't know what it will be, but we'll come up with something. <laughs> but nothing, I always, I always sound so silly, but I'm sure you guys feel the same way. But I always like to ask, um, you know, universe, whatever it is for, you know, guide me on, on, on this answer and um, just kind of see. But I also, to, you know, if I became pregnant to ask the child, what, what do you want to be named? And then um, and wait for it. So that's you know my parents kind of named all of us that way. So I um, would like to do the same. Oh, that's amazing. That's actually really interesting. So you named yourself basically. That that's basically, what they were telling you. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what they told us. They said you wanted to be named Sky. It was very distinct. <laughs> but for all of us, each name um, kind of resonated. And then as soon as the, you know we were born, they thought, okay, that's that's perfect. They would joke, though, that my one sister, Serena, was named wrong because she was a very, um, I guess, a harder baby, and they said they should have named her Storm. (laughs) (laughs) So they said that. They said she was not serene at all, (laughs) but now now she is, so that's good. (laughs) She she was a late bloomer, I guess, eh? (laughs) Yes. That's so interesting, and you know, I'm glad it was a. It seemed to be like a seamless process because I know people can get stuck on the name and like it has to be perfect, and this and they battle in their minds. But it seems like it came so naturally to you, and I think that's that's beautiful. So you can actually enjoy the pregnancy and enjoy um, giving birth. I'm curious to know when you look at Wayland, do you does he remind you of uh, your father in any way? Like, I know he's a little chubby. I know your father had a little belly, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. You know, it's funny. It's um. There's there's just little things that sometimes it's not so much that he reminds me of my dad, but it's he he will look at something for such a long time and he will laugh and make all these noises and I I I do feel you know and and some of my friends are not into this at all and they don't they don't believe you know that that your you know loved ones lost ones can be around but I I truly think my dad is there with him making him laugh and giggle because it's out of nowhere he it's like he's looking directly above him. And just laughing away at, at someone or something. And, and my dad's picture, well, I mean, he's in frames all around my house, but on my fridge, I have a picture of him. And he always smiles at it every time he sees it. And, and I just feel that, I feel that he knows him. So I don't know that it's so much that he reminds me of him, but I, I think that my dad is with him. Oh, oh that's so interesting. And it's got to warm, like, like, what does that like mean to you? Does it like, when you see those moments, does it just, just like warm your heart to like another extent? Because you say like, he's not physically there. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, I always think, you know, I, having my dad not here to see him in the, you know, physical realm is definitely tough. It's, it's, I think about it all the time, how my dad would have loved him so much and how much my son would have loved him. But just like my other siblings and people all over the world that lose people they love, you know, you have to go each day without that person, you know, going through all of the big, you know, everything that happens in your life, all the big moments. 
And, um, yeah, really, I don't know. I, I, I know that I really love to believe that it's, it's him, and it really makes me feel just happy to know that he's around. I don't know. It's, I don't know how to describe it. It's just this feeling that it's, that it's him. Even the way my son laughs, it's, it's kind of like my dad always makes, you know, he made all children basically hysterically laugh all the time because he was kind of, kind of wild with children. And, um, yeah, I just, I just feel really happy thinking that even if he's not here, I'd like to think that he's around. It's really amazing to hear that and to sort of have that extra comfort because I know like it can be challenging um, when a parent is, is deceased and you're having you know, your first child. So could you like just take us back in, into your pregnancy and actually you know, uh, giving birth and stuff? And what's that like in, in respect to your grief journey, like knowing he's not there and you have to and you're doing this? Like, can you, was there anything that came up? Did, did you have any like, you know, grief surges because he wasn't going to be around? No, I definitely did have moments of, um, you know, tears. Just when I first found out I was pregnant, you know, there's, you want to call the people you love. And and I still, I mean, my dad will be gone almost three years and it'll be three years in August. And I still haven't been able to erase his phone, you know, his number from my phone. And that's a tough one is seeing his name right there and, and, you know, wanting to call. So that, that brought up a lot of emotions, but, you know, then instead of, you know, you can, you can only feel sad for so long. So then I just think, okay. So then I just talk to him and say, you know, I, I wish you were here, but I know you are. And I just like to think always, you know, while I was pregnant that he was with my son. And I, I truly like to believe that. Um, and, and there are moments that always arise. I think, you know, anyone that's lost someone can say when, when, like I said, for all the moments in your life, big, I mean, and sometimes small ones, because those are just the most common things to happen. You really miss the people that are the most important. And, um, yeah, they, they definitely arose, you know, during the birth. You know, I, I kind of touched on the fact that I was terrified at birth, but it's not, a, it's not a new thing. Like, I got pregnant and I was scared. Ever since I was a little girl, I told my parents that I, I didn't want to give birth. Not that I didn't want to have a baby, but that I was terrified of childbirth, which is an odd thing for a 10-year-old to be afraid of because I, I don't even know that I understood what it meant yet. <laughs> but I've always had this fear, and I told my parents I would adopt, which I, I'm still not opposed to at all because I think that's such a beautiful thing. And I, I really feel that my dad, I, I do think that this birth came so fast. I mean, I wasn't ready. My bag wasn't packed for the, you know, the hospital no one, my doctor, you know, my midwife never thought that I was going to be early. I was checked the week before. So, you know, it was three weeks to the day of our due date. And um, I actually, <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing, but I was getting my nails done. And it was one o'clock in the afternoon. And I started to feel what I thought were just Braxton Hicks, which are, you know, early on contractions. Doesn't mean you're near the birth, you know, at all. They can happen months uh, before the birth. And, um, but they started to get really intense and, um, you know, I started to wonder what was happening. And then, then called my mom on my way home at two o'clock. And she said, okay, I'm coming to you. Tell your husband to leave work and meet us at the doctor. And then my mom took one look at me when she got to my house and said, oh no, we're not going to the doctor. We're going straight to the hospital. So I grabbed stuff really, you know, really fast. But while all of this, I'm having, you know, severe, what, which I didn't know I was having real contractions. I thought I was still having just Braxton Hicks and thought, oh, no, you know, my plan of a natural birth might go out the window because this is intense. I was breathing through um, and, and just really trying to focus. But I, I, I really do believe that my dad was there the whole time because I don't know that I would have had such a seamless first birth and been able to actually get over my fear of childbirth if it didn't happen like this. 
Because imagine having a fear of childbirth your whole life and then, you know, it, it going, you know, all the worst fears happening basically for that first birth. So I really like to think that he was there and made it possible for it to be, you know, so quick and seamless. I, I really didn't have any time to, to do anything but just breathe and be in the moment. And um, I really like to believe that's because of him. I mean, I, I know that I did do the work and really, you know, focused on the fact of, of breath and, and being in each moment. But I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe a first birth being so fast. Even everyone at the hospital said the next, you know, for the next baby, you need to come, you know, at the first contraction because you might have a home birth if, if you don't. So it definitely was this uh, surreal experience. And then um, even the time, I don't know if um, my dad talked about this on stage a lot, but he was obsessed with numbers and 18 was his favorite number for, for many reasons. But the time he was born was 4.59, and if you add it up, it's 9 and 9, so it adds up to 18, and I always felt like that was his little way of saying, okay, I was there the whole time. Oh, wow. That's so cool. It could have been 4.58 or 5 o'clock, but I think, I always think that time was because of him. (laughs) Absolutely, and if that's how you interpret it, then, then that's how it was, and it's just cool that you felt like he was there to help you through it, because it is uncommon and if you were feeling afraid and you feel like all that stuff was kind of countered in order for you to get through it I mean it still has its own set of challenges but you know it's I think it's really beautiful that you feel like you were supported through that and um, yes, and, and having my mom next to me I mean she you know she she obviously had seven children like I said with with never an epidural and each one was you know her one thing was that it's all about the breast and that you know, just focus on each breath. Don't think about anything beyond that. And having her next to me um, to say that and really focus on each breath was was amazing. So it was it was it was really. I mean, I, I still can't say how lucky I feel that I had my mom next to me and and you know feeling my dad's presence. That's I, I know that a lot of people don't have experiences like that with any birth or having anyone around that supports them. So I I, I really can't reiterate how how I don't take that for granted to have such loving people in my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, just being like afraid of birth, I had like the same kind of feelings. And, and, you know, I could say at this point that my birth, my labor and birth experience was not fast and confirmed a lot of the fears that I had, like, you know, when you say like, oh, it's like everything going wrong and a long, really long, painful labor. And, you know, because you haven't, like, in your mind how you want it to go and so it becomes really an act of surrender and innovation because nothing I mean I had like a birth plan that was in my eyes perfect and this is how it was going to go and it was like everything else in life was like oh yeah this is what you want watch this (laughs) so it challenged me you know to but it's but it's really weird because when you see like people are you know afraid of childbirth and you have this idea that I would never be able to endure this and then once you get on the other side, you're like, despite all my fears and, you know, not having, you know, it did not go according to plan and I'm still here and I did, you know, endure it. Not only did I endure it, I, you know, was thriving through it and have been thriving since since the birth. It's kind of cool and it kind of reminds you how how strong you are. And, you know, exactly like what you said at the beginning of the podcast, like I did that and it's, that's pretty cool and that makes it more empowering and more beautiful because it pulls on all these things all these characteristics that you you might have forgot that you had so it's cool I love hearing people's different experiences with childbirth and it's so 
different. It's such a personal journey. And, you know, when they say every pregnancy and birth is, is different, it's really true. And um, I just, I think there's something to be gained from, from each woman's story in terms of how they give birth and what that experience was like. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like my question, my next question was, how do you maintain a bond with you know, your dad and how has he maintained a bond with you? And you talk a little bit about, you know, the time uh, giving birth and, and, and how you felt like your dad was there and your baby laughing, you know, you feel like he's, you know, connecting with your dad. And so those are obviously super strong points, you know, continuing bonds that you're having through your child. And so that's kind of um, an interesting point as well so how in in like what other ways have have you maintained the bond through Waylon or just kind of through you know your own journey well I feel you know that I it's definitely through my son um but I also feel you know I'm I'm so lucky because my dad wrote so many books and there's so many you know um, interviews and videos and and I get to see him all the time and it's it's funny things will pop up on my phone, you know, that I didn't click on a podcast, but it'll be my dad's podcast. And I think, okay, dad, what do you want me to see today? What do you want me to know? What are you, what are you trying to remind me of? And I think, um, or people will send a, an email, a message. And I, and I always feel like that's his, his way of kind of saying, okay, I'm here, you know, you need to make sure you're still doing this and, you know, and all of those things. It's like any parent, you, you always want to make sure that your child is is doing okay and and um and growing and I and I think that he he does do that and and sounds you know I know it sounds crazy to most people but I do feel that he he definitely does that yeah I, I just I I like to just you know a lot of times even I'll just take my son outside I feel I feel that always in nature I I feel that anyone you've lost is is you know kind of connected to nature in that in that regard and and just bringing him outside and my son loves hearing birds outside and all of that and I like to think that my dad's just around for that. And, um, yeah, I think it's just always remembering the love that was there and just, just being aware. And, uh, I, and I just think in general, when you lose someone that you love, I think you're always, like you said about childbirth, you become, you know, I mean, about being a mom softer and more assertive, but I think that losing someone, you do become softer in a way because you realize how precious every single moment is. And I, and I, I think I knew that before he died, because I had lost, uh, you know, many people that I loved, you know, all grandparents, friends, parents that I loved, like my own, and um, and and even friends. I think my dad though was one, was so pivotal in just remembering each moment and feeling so so grateful. And um, and I I try to do that. I think that's the the main thing of trying to stay connected to him is just waking up and feeling grateful because that was that was kind of his whole philosophy anyway in life was to just feel so so grateful for for all the the good and the bad as well because you can't really I think learn to be grateful if you haven't had life's um, hard times as well so yeah I think that's that's probably the number one way I like to feel connected to him wow it's it's amazing that you have that connection with him because uh, a lot of people a lot of people have different things. They see like, like my mom will pick up fine coins uh, or people see like birds, as you're saying. Does, is your continuing bonds different than maybe some of your siblings who like maybe will see a butterfly, but you're like, no, 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 he's an eagle. Like, do you ever, do you guys have like differences in how you see your father? Uh, I think that 
every yeah, everyone does get different signs, but I don't think anyone thinks that's you know we just all laugh because we think that he there's so many of us that he has to have his little way of letting each of us know individually something that you know kind of was important between the two of us. So yeah, so some one of my sisters constantly finds feathers, which you know is kind of uh, we've learned from a bunch of people that feathers are a huge way of love loved ones, and and I, people all over the world will say feathers are a big thing. Like you said, coins, and that that was kind of a thing between my my mom and dad. So she sees coins everywhere. One feathers, one is butterflies, because my dad also loved butterflies. Um, so I think everyone kind of feels that that as well. Mine was, was always birds. It was just one of those weird moments where I actually felt like I was losing it because after he passed away, there was a big white bird on in my backyard and I looked at it and said, hi, dad, and thought, oh no, I've legit gone crazy. But it was this knowing that that was him. It just, <laughs> I felt it. And um, and it was interesting because we, we saw this medium not soon you know, after that and we all had a thought, my mom and my siblings, that we kind of wanted to make sure that dad was there. So we each had a thought and mine was the fact that I had said hi to this bird and right away she said your dad wants you to know that he was that bird and I I just got goosebumps everywhere because I thought oh my gosh no I mean no one knew that (laughs) this woman didn't know that you know this is this was in our car you know on the way there you know no one told her anything so it's just interesting but yeah I think everyone definitely has their moments but we definitely do have different signs but we all know it's him <laughs> but people all over the world tell me they have signs from him so I, I think he's busy <laughs> <laughs> I think funny. I think he's very busy too and it's <laughs> it's so weird I even the other day I was thinking about I saw something online what was it or maybe it was a book something reminded me of your dad and then I went to, I was just kind of thinking about him and a workshop I went to like um, a few years ago. And so then I was driving to get gas and I stopped and I'm filling up the car. And then this, I looked up and like the top of the, I remember the top of the gas pump was like all dusty. And I'm thinking, oh God, they should clean that. <laughs> and then um, I looked up to the left and there was a little metal plate. I guess it was the manufacturer or the brand or whatever it was of the um, of the gas pump, but it was it said Wayne on it. And oh. so that to me, which is just like a simple thing, like nobody outside, yeah. you know what I mean, would think that's anything. But just because I had the thoughts like leading up to the of time. Course. So then I was like, oh, and I've been to that gas station so many times. I've never noticed that before. I'm thinking, I'm noticing that right now. And that to me is like, I don't know, like like you said, some people might think that's a little bit nuts, but I'm looking at that and saying, yes, okay, there you are. <laughs> like maybe, you know, I'm noticing that now. It's a confirmation that whatever I was thinking, you know, about you or, or you know, about your message to the world, it's reminding me that, yeah, that's, you know, focus on that for a bit. Yes, I definitely agree. And it's funny how you said it can be something, you know, you visit multiple times, but in that moment you see it. So, he, yeah, he definitely does things like that. <laughs> Very cool. That's amazing. So, like, a lot of times when we talk about continuing bonds, some people have their can have signs and stuff in dreams or just have dreams in general that they don't consider signs. Have you ever had a dream of your father? comes in my dreams a lot but it's it's normally what's interesting is in all my dreams he's always alive it's never that he's gone so I I've started to wonder if basically that was his way of saying because my dad spoke about this when he was alive that you know it's 
that were, you know, there's no such thing as as life and death, basically. And I, I always think that it's his way of saying, I'm here, I'm not gone. And um, I think that's what his his being alive in my dreams always means. And it's, I think he's always reminding me that, that he's still here. That's beautiful. So, but it's also the way you approach him in life, because you say you see him all the time around, giving you signs. So it's, you know, as much as his body's gone, he's still around cracking jokes to people who can see him. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, my dad was always such a big believer that babies they come from source, so they're they're you know part of this infinite you know world of of spirits and souls and everything. And I and I think you know he was so he just believed so strongly that babies stay connected and and they see everything that we don't, and they only change because you know as as adults and people that are older tell them no that's crazy. And, you know, and that's it. Their connection is kind of lost at a certain point. So I, I, I do believe that, you know, little babies and even some young children see everything that, that we can't. You know what? And you were describing like your son seeing things. And sometimes like I totally agree with everything you're saying, because I feel like my daughter, just the way she looks at things, too, and and the laughing. And I'm like, you know, I always tell her, like, <laughs> this seems kind of nuts, too, but <laughs> Tell me where you came from. What was it like over there? You know, like, I can tell she's fresh from wherever she came from. And she has that just mystery in her eye. And it's almost like, and people always say when I'm out, like, walking with her, and they say, they say, oh, it seems like um, she understands what I'm saying, or she seems deep in thought, or she knows far more than she's letting on. And I'm thinking, lady, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea, you know, like, I have that experience as well. And I feel like they don't have all the personality, so, you know, social stuff yet. They haven't made up all those maps yet. So everything's just really, like you said, they're just, they're being, and they're just, they haven't developed this, this huge web of like super serious adulting stuff and, and, you know, stay in your kind of box. And it just, everything is, is in my opinion, just in that, still in that state of magic. And I don't know when it starts shifting over to the, you know, I don't, I'm not conscious of when that was for me too. Um, I'm trying to get back to that magical place of wonder, you know, and that's where I want to be because that, that feels like home to me. But children, it's like they, they're, they're right there. And it's just so cool that it forces us to really connect to that place and really wonder what are they seeing and what is their experience in the world when they're when they're so young it's funny that you say you ask where you where did you come from because that was my dad's number one question that he asked little children he was obsessed with asking that you know tell me about where where you came from so it's funny that you no. mentioned that <laughs> yeah he was obsessed oh, with that wow. question because he truly believed that, that that they knew and he always wanted to know what what is it like <laughs> Yeah, I know I've asked that question so so many times to her and she just looks at me and it's almost like she's like, you know, you wish I could tell you or you know what I mean? She gets yep. this this kind of look in her eye and I'm like, oh God, and she laughs and giggles and I tickle her and I say, tell me where you came from and she giggles and she just thinks it's so funny, but uh, it's such a beautiful lightheartedness and um, it's just, it's just amazing. It's amazing that, that children have the ability to open up that that part of ourselves if we're willing to go there and if we already have a foundation I think of curiosity before children come into our life then it has you know the power to keep that going you know keep that momentum going of course yeah my, my sister Serena's oldest daughter Sailor 
just turned three, and she's always said things about about Grandpa that are interesting because, you know, he, he passed away when she was only three months old. So there's not, you know, so much that she really remembers. Well, um, she does, but, you know, now she tells us. But when she was really young, she would tell us things about him, and it was it was very interesting, I mean, how accurate they were. And, um, yeah, and even, you know, my, my sister had a really tough year. There's uh, her husband's son and her stepson passed away in uh, – September of this just previous year, and and my my niece always says that she sees him and and talks to him, so it's it's very interesting. That's so interesting. Seems like your family has a little bit of a gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I you know I think what I've learned too from people that are mediums, they say that we all have a gift. It's just a matter of actually believing it and connecting. That's so interesting. So interesting. And I, I like when you said too, going back to the dreams, um, I like how the dreams that you're having, it seemed to be very comforting for you. Um, you haven't had any like nightmare dreams or dreams that he was in distress uh, at any point. And so I'm curious, have you ever had a dream with him and Whalen in the same imagery? No, I don't think so. I'm trying to think back if I did during my pregnancy, but I don't think I did. Yeah, I think I, I think I would remember it if I did, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think so. But I did have um, some dreams of my dad in distress. It was just oh. more that eventually they happened. That it was he was always alive. He was he was always alive. Um, that was the thing. But there there was one where he was very agitated, and I I couldn't figure out why he was so agitated. But I I think it was he was trying to explain to me. Um, something in my dream. And I, and I really think it was more that he was still trying to say, I'm here, I'm around you. Because I don't think, um, well, I, I didn't really clarify, but some of my siblings were had a much easier time when my dad passed away knowing that he was around than I did. Um, I think it, it took me a little longer to get to that place. I think I, um, I, think I, I ultimately was just so, um, so sad in the beginning that I couldn't see anything but, but the fact that he was gone. And I, some of my siblings just they got it so so quickly and just felt so comforted and, and were okay. Um, so I think that that was kind of early on in those dreams. I think he was agitated with me trying to say, you know, because I, I traveled with my dad. I, I listened to him speak, I mean, all over the world for so many years. And he was, I, I think it was almost like he was saying, you are with me at all these talks. Like, you're, you're supposed to get this. <laughs> and he spoke about death so, so often that I think he was, he was like, okay, Sky, you know, just get it. And um, I think once I finally saw that in my dreams and kind of, you know, put it into, into, you know, everyday life, I think that's when they got very peaceful and just that he was there. Wow. I like how you really, you know, like clarify that a little bit more because I think other people who are having maybe distressing dreams and stuff, you know, like it can help them as they sort of process loss. And, you know, like everyone's loss is so different and it's amazing how say, some people right away can just sort of like get that and they feel their, the presence of their deceased around. And other times you say like it takes time. It takes time to feel those emotions out. And, you know, and, and to then believe uh, in this sort of new way where you know, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you had to, like, you had pre like losses, you said prior to that. So was this one different in the sense of the amount of sorrow you're feeling? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I my grandparents were, you know, I, I lost all three, um, you know, I, I never knew my dad's father, which he never knew as well, but um, they were so sad. But I think, I think in life you're kind of prepared for your grandparents to pass away. 
because you know they're, they're they're 90 you know and you think that that's such a wonderful life and it doesn't make it less sad but you think that they've you know lived such a, such a long life and it's and there were a lot of sadness a lot of my close friends parents passed away um throughout my whole life and that's been really tough to watch your friends go through that and um and then when my dad passed away that was um yeah i think it was the biggest i honestly i think it was the biggest shock of my life because you watch someone that's so vibrant and full of life and it happened so quickly you know we were you know on tour um in australia and and new zealand and you know he left the day before cuz he was flying back to hawaii and then i was flying back to florida I talked to him on Saturday night um, to let him know we got home okay and, and everything was good. And, and Sunday, you know, was when he passed away, you know, with a heart attack. So it was, it was so quick that I think, I think I was in shock for a while. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think anything else in my life has ever been that hard in the sense of um, the amount of loss that I felt. Because, I, I, you know, like I said, he's not only my dad, but I spent so much of my time with him traveling and having all these experiences. So it was, um, you know, I, I lost him, but I lost also kind of my, my direction in life a little bit because he was kind of that guiding force. So, yeah, I definitely think that it was it was more profound and, and harder of a loss than anything I've ever felt before. And it really made me so sad, you know, for everyone else that has lost someone that, they, that they're this close with because um, I, I finally understood it. And I think sometimes you feel so much empathy for people that are going through things, but it's, uh, you know, you really can't understand until it happens to you. Well, that, that's so true. And I'm glad you said that because you're right. You can only know, you know, other people's suffering really as much as you know your own. Um, and these moments really give you a, a perspective, a new perspective on life. And I'm, I'm happy you, you really felt that. And I'm happy that you sort of work through that. And, you know, it's, some people get stuck in their grief for years, but you know it's it's nice that you have that and you take it with you now as you move forward doing your talks. I'm guessing you're going to continue to sing and make some music and just raise your child with this new sense of understanding about yourself and and I guess others. Yes, it's so true. Yeah, it, it just I don't know. It, it makes you have so much more compassion, and um, I definitely think that's going to help me in, in all areas of my life. That's so amazing. I'm really happy that uh, we're able to speak. Uh, it's just, you're such a kind and um, just a beautiful person, beautiful soul on, on a journey, uh, figuring life out. And it's nice how, you know, things are coming together, you know, like, yeah, you have these stumbling blocks, but at the end of the day, you're always finding your way. And I love that. And I love that message that you're providing us. And so like when we, uh, when we wrap up our, uh, our podcast, we always like to ask our guests, like what dream they'd want to have of their loved one uh, that's deceased if they could so um what dream if you could tonight uh would you want to have of your father oh well thank you so much first off for saying all those nice things about me <laughs> but um gosh if i if i could have a dream about my dad i think it would just be to see him so content and happy i don't know maybe in the ocean because he loved to swim and um yeah i would i i always think you know because it was a heart attack and because it was so quick i i always had this thought of I hope he didn't feel any pain and I didn't like to think that he was alone. You know, that, that always it hurt me very deeply. Um, and I think that I would just like to see him peacefully, you know, in, in the ocean and um, just happy and, and smiling and, um, and just, you know, getting to, I, I would like to be there with him. That would be great. <laughs> but that would be a wonderful dream. That's beautiful. And what age would you want him to be? Do you want him to have hair and all that or no? <laughs> 
I like, I think I'd like to picture him just as he was when he passed away, you know, my last present kind of um, where he was, because I think he really, really found peace in his life. I mean, I really think that all of those years of doing the work and writing and teaching, and um, I, I really think that, like anything, you go when you really are supposed to, and I, I think my dad did his work in this life, and I, it was almost, uh, he, he really looked forward to death. He was never afraid of it. Um, you know, most people are afraid of death, and he never was, and I think that, in a way, that was his finally finding peace, and, um, and I just like to, you know, kind of picture him that way. <laughs> That's nice. I think it'd be, that's a beautiful dream. And hopefully you know, one day you can have like a dream just like that. I wish to too. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say thank you so much for sharing your stories and your, your birth experience. And I just know that people that are listening are going to get a lot out of this episode. Um, and your way of describing things is very eloquent and beautiful and I know Josh said you know he feels like you have you have a beautiful spirit and I I agree with that and um just you know uh you know when you're talking about your your dad and the relationship that you have and the compassion that you have for other people that have lost somebody that are that close to them and I think that's really important to have that understanding and that you have that awareness now and you could connect with people and you know it's it's another way to connect with people in a really deep, meaningful way. And um, I know that the people that are listening to this podcast are going to connect with your story in a deep, meaningful way. And, you know, it helps them, gives them the strength to to keep moving forward and feel like they're not alone, um, which is the reason why we do this. So thank you for coming on and just being so open. And I know it's hard to schedule anything when you have a new baby. It can be a, a challenge all of its own. So um, I'm just, I'm just really happy, and and I truly believe that your dad helped us make this work. You know, and we're in different locations and stuff, so um, I think we've received your father's blessing in order to have this conversation. I truly do, and I'm just grateful. So thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And just to kind of wrap up, um, if you could just touch on, um, if anyone wants to give you feedback or connect with you, um, I know you write a blog. So if you could just kind of shout out that address and um, just like your social media handles, that would be great. Sure, and thank you so much again for having me on, both of you. This has been um, really beautiful. Um, But yeah, everyone can reach me on my website, which is just skydyer.com, S-K-Y-E-D-Y-E-R. I'm also on pretty much, you know, all social media, Instagram, Facebook, I, I tend to go on Instagram more than anything else just because I find it so easy to just share a quick picture. But, yeah, you can find me. My website's easy. Contact me through Instagram, Facebook. Any of those are great. I'm on Twitter as well, but I, I normally forget about Twitter, so I have to be better about that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's normally where I'm at. And um, I, I have been writing articles, as Josh said, for the reset, so you can always find my articles there as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. Amazing. We'll put those we'll put those links in the uh, I guess the show notes. And yeah, like just you know, once again, just thank you so much for taking time because you said like I didn't know like what babies do and what what they take away from you time wise until Jade had one. So I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, I thought a thesis was bad, but man, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it is. It is funny. That's why even 
It is very true. I know. I thought, you know, he naps every morning, but you never know. It's 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 not an exact science. It's around a certain time. So this this was very lucky and and seamless today. So and he's he's just starting to stir. So this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, amazing. So yeah, so guys, please check out uh, all her stuff, read her articles on The Reset. Uh, they're pretty amazing. And yeah, follow her Instagram, I'll follow it and you get a sort of an understanding of her life and you know, in the growth of her son, which is kind of cool, because uh, he's a cute baby. So check him out. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. And just to wrap up with our stuff, if you want to know more about grief dreams, uh, please check out our platform at griefdreams.ca uh, just for more, more information on the topic and the research there also if you have facebook you can join the grief dreams facebook group or check us out on instagram or twitter at grief dreams and this podcast can be found on itunes podbean stitcher and many other podcasting platforms also uh jade if you want to shout out your stuff before we go yeah sure um my uh, inst- instagram is at jade carlin coaching i'm like Sky, super active on Instagram more than Facebook, but I do have a Facebook page of the same name. And my website is jadecarlincoaching.com. Um, so you can find me there. Um, yeah. Beautiful. And Jade, thank you for taking the time too to come on. I know uh, it's not always easy for you to uh, get the time, but thank you also for taking the time to come on and be our guest host today. So as we like to say at the end of all of our podcasts, with love and gratitude from us to you. Introduce myself. You have introduced yourself. This is a very good conversation.